Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Taylor. Hello there. And Zoe Miss Kelly. I'm here for Traveling all the way across the lands from the What Culture Comics channel from so far away. From dorks to dorks. <laughs> from dork lands to dork center. There's uh, there's so much going on in the world right now. So many nightmarish scenarios. So rather than indulge in that stuff, we thought we'd do something completely opposite and have a lovely little argument. Because we talk about this in the office quite a lot. And so when we were looking for topics to sort of broach that we could all chime in on, and we're going to just do Bloodborne versus Sekiro because none of us can seem to agree on one side over the other. Because I really want dragon rot yet again <laughs> you've got the dragon rot that's what this is um so yeah we'll uh, we'll go around and around i much prefer sakiro but um ben roy is very much a bloodborne person so yes. he's kind of in between i think someone has to be someone has to be um and we'll see but uh, in terms of opening statements i'll get this started by saying that i think bloodborne is just dark souls with a dash carry on it still really hurts me that you that <laughs> on a genuine i just i remember going through it the first time and i do i the thing is i love both of these games i adore all the lovecraftian stuff with bloodborne i love the aesthetic um, and the transforming weapons and this idea of uh, Yarnum, this like you know, this gothic like you know, rain-swept dank town and damp town that um, you know is going through this like monster. Um, uh, they're getting attacked or whatever, and they've kind of got this little like um, yeah. You threw me off by doing your weird little moves. What are you doing? <laughs> Just waving my hair. Distraction techniques will not be uh, hard in the court. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like, loving the whole setup of this, you know, like this animal hunting group and uh, transforming weapons and all that kind of stuff. But actually playing it, I just thought it played like Souls. Again, like I'm literally, I'm being literal. I thought it felt like Souls with a dash. The thing is, though, Souls is like moving through tripe sometimes, especially <laughs> when you've got all that big lad armor on. Yes. So, sorry for everyone that really loves it. But yeah, I just... you like heavies. Yeah. yeah I, I played I, solely as a heavy no. it's fun but you are just like i'm just gonna hang, out, hang out in slow motion I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a dodgeman i like to dodge around all the time and it's not really like in Sekiro. you need to be pressing l1 and only what are you l1 talking about Sekiro is the l1 game of l1 so i mean like if you do anything else other than press l1 you're pretty much dead that monkey of the poo i mean that's the only time you need to dodge because his poo <laughs> is gonna poison you mate the um is that your opening statement that you can boil Sekiro down to press l1 the game yes but i will also go back to how i, I from the very moment of Bloodborne, I was sort of like intrigued by this new gothic world of Yarnum mm. and going through and discovering that the the whole is it a city? Is it a city? Yeah, I'm going to say it's, it's a city. It's kind of like a city. Yeah, that how they sort of descend into madness, and I like then going from that down into the depths of the world and discovering more things. Mm. Uh, part of it, like this is jumping way ahead, but Chalice Dungeons, like I like the idea of randomized fights, but for okay. me, like. 
out of all the games, like sure, I've had a lot of rage moments in Sekiro, but I will never, never forget my first time fighting the blood-starved beast and being ruined by beast. it. And being ruined by it. Mm-hmm. And just going back and going, you know what, I'm going to fight this lad again. Optional boss, I'm going to kill it. Zoe, where do you come down on this? So you don't have to pick a side, but... I don't have to pick a side, but I, feel, I now feel obliged because <laughs> uh, this argument will otherwise go on for another month. Mm. I, brought you I mean, it will forever. <laughs> I brought you here for a reason, so come on. true. I think uh, I like the story of Bloodborne much more I think the Ooh. lore I don't know if it's just because I'm very much into that sort of like you say the very gothic mm. uh, the very like here's a spooky beast from space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like element of it but I think the gameplay of Sekiro is probably more nuanced in the sense of I liked Bloodborne but I liked Bloodborne because I could panic and just dodge around and they'd be right, like oh right. go on then you've dodged a lot you've, you know you deserve <laughs> this I think that's why I like it because it's not as rigid as Sekiro it's not just you know like you know paint by numbers is pressing L1 and only paint with L1 or you beat the final boss using all the extra powers, so it's not just I mean, I beat one. the final boss by utilizing the shield and also utilizing the power of L1. I mean, I, I just <laughs> did. I, can we just say something about that final boss quickly? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we might as well say that full-on um, spoilers for both games, if it, we need to. Is it um, Ishin? Is that Ishin the Sword Saint, yeah. And before him, you fight uh, Man with Boat. Uh, well, okay, yeah, the final boss is in three phases, yeah. so it's all classed as that, but whatever. Like, you fight different One of my uh, problems with this is... When you get to the last phase, like sure, the last, I, I really, I kind of enjoyed the challenge of the last boss, but doing the first three fights every time I died was so <laughs> annoying. Yeah, at that point, though, you had it memorized because yeah, but it's just time. It's just right. so long. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like like you would go there and you get the cheeky though. Oh, I'm gonna execute you and move on to the next stage, but. Then your hands get clammy and sweaty, and then you get rage and you get more. And then I pause. That's the good then, then I pause and send you a message, and I'm trying to hate <laughs> this game so much. So you talked about you talked before about going back to the Bloodstarved Beast. Did you have any trouble with that as well, Zoe? Or was you all right? I don't want to upset you, but uh, I don't mind. I'd already played all of the Dark Souls games, so by the time I got to Bloodborne, I was like, ah. Well, that's see, so this is the thing because that was my yeah. first foray really into the Soul series, right? See, I, that's another thing as well is that some people sort of talk about the first time you play one of these games, something by From Software, whether it's a Souls game. Bloodborne or Sekiro, that tends to be the one that you love the most. Yeah, yeah, that's my theory too, because mm-hmm. I played uh, Dark Souls 2 first, which most people will rightfully say is probably the lesser of Yeah, most people don't like that game. Yeah, no. but I played it first, and I played so much of it that right. I was like, this is the best version of it ever. <laughs> and then I played one, and it felt slow, but you mm-hmm. just have to... Because for me, it would be the first Dark Souls in regards yeah. to that. But I was going to ask, like, in regards to the Bloodstarved Beast or any, um, you know, spike of difficulty in Bloodborne, what was it, in in your case, Benroy, what was it that made you, like, more okay with trying again and again in Bloodborne, but in Sekiro, it's like, ah, this is just crap. Again, for me, it's... Sekiro is so rigid and it's like you're playing like this hmm. for me like Bloodborne like after a while like what is the original claw that you, the, the axe thing you get at the beginning which you can extend it it's on the front cover of the game yeah I mean I know what you call I it you, I used that axe? for a while but then I switched to oh, sort the, sword of the, blade, I think. the actual Final Fantasy style sword you get that little lad and you stab <laughs> it in the back and you've got the big chunk oh the of, big spider thing yeah I went with that all the way that was my thing that I fully upgraded but as you well. like being a dodgy boy ah uh, but then, I would just like you know poke 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 dodge dodge poke <laughs> and then when I think I've got something going uh-huh. big lad come out slap back to the little thing poke yeah I, we, we I, just, talk, oh, go on. I just like being able to sort of like freely run around and I feel like you can just move fast and you, you can kind of do what you want to do mm-hmm. whereas in I don't know especially sometimes in secure I feel like I was like I pressed L1 what the hell <laughs> is going on you did on? every time with I, the L1 I've run away but somehow they I feel like especially in that game I don't know I, this, this isn't science but I feel like in secure <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like pre- it's just before this whole podcast. This Gra- Gravity works in Sekiro where they're magnetized to you a lot more. I've literally and got footage on YouTube you can watch of me getting hit by a Bloodborne guy and I'm on the other side of the Bloodborne? arena. Yeah, Bloodborne. I, I don't believe this. I'll show you. And um, how I will dodge around someone, but they they don't... They, I see they're already hit in one way, but they just... Mad, just always are locked on. Okay, good, mate. You talked about I, using L1, but you didn't use it, did you? I, got hit I by did, it. Mate. I, I like dodging, mate. I like dodging. You struggled with some weird bosses when we talked yeah. about it, though. The centipede guy, like the first one you fight... Me and Scott had this conversation. <laughs> I, I, forget, I forget who that is now. My rage is so cloudy. He's the statue lad with the... I'm assuming you mean the one that's yeah, the statue, yeah, the, the, the Buddha-looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the centipede comes out the neck and you got to fight him. Isn't that the corrupted monk? Uh, no, it's no. way before. It's when you go to the area with the corrupted monk. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the corrupted monk as well. Because mm. <laughs> every time it swings you... Mm. Look, we'll talk about bosses and your sexually charged I'm, noises. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> in I'm related just to the monk, sky. this is therapy. Yeah, I think um, for the combat stuff, do you think that um, character builds play a major part? Like, I did think, you miss that in Sekiro? Um, I don't know, because I very much liked with Sekiro that it felt more like you had to be like, oh, well, I want to do this. I want to get this ability and mm-hmm. I want to do cool things. Like the... Um, the Raven's Feather thing where you can like dodge around. Yeah, I yeah. spent ages getting it. Used it like twice. I was yep. like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, I that this. didn't feel re- um, um, reliable for me for that. I think it varies very much with what playstyle you want, but I do think that was something that was similar with Bloodborne mm. because I also went slow boy style. I have like, we're totally, you can, Ben, we should like talk about this uh, character customization stuff. But another thing that I don't, I don't rate Bloodborne is I feel like you play Bloodborne the same after 30 hours as you do after 30 minutes. Like, yeah, you get different weapons, but you're not fundamentally advancing as a player. Whereas Sekiro will hand you your own face in the in the open the opening, and by the end, like you know, I, even after playing Sekiro, I went back to Bloodborne and I beat Father Gascoigne like just straight away, and I was like, oh man, my uh, reaction times and my hand-eye coordination, everything is elevated because I've gotten used to Sekiro over time. And for me, there's a real progression there, and in terms of like a meta narrative or a, a meta sensibility of this, you're getting better as a gamer, as a player. And Bloodborne doesn't push you anywhere near. I, I feel that. like what you've said also applies to Sekiro because you cannot play. I'm talking about Sekiro. Be- uh, sorry, like you. You I have, said that quite aggressively there. I'm talking about Sekiro. You can't right. play any differently in that game. You've got to do how I want you. Like, remember when I first fought that man with the stick? That was you a, and that, that man with the stick. When, when I first, like, when I when I first jumped in this game, yes, I, I went to that the mystery castle. Or the you, dark, mean the, you mean the chap in Sekiro, the, the, the first spear man? Nighttime castle. I thought yes. I go to nighttime castle because I'm a bit bored of this other world yes. with the little frog lads and <laughs> the little frog boys. We, we have hat shields and spin around and throw. It's poison stars you. Use one, mate. But Stickman, mm-hmm. I was trying to like, I was still very much trying to play it like Bloodborne, and oh my god, I. Do that, you not like that though? That they force you to not use the same mold because that's the that's my biggest negative with Bloodborne is that it's just more. Again, it's more. Souls I don't know because when I played, because when I played, uh, I did about half a Souls free. I was very much trying to be a bow and arrow man in that, mm. like play that differently to Bloodborne. But it's just same for me. I just doesn't click with that it just doesn't click <laughs> and yes the Makira counter is one of the best things in video games but well, again I, spear people it is I, I mean like after a while I just it's just stepping on a stick isn't it well if you get it right I've yeah. been really reductive sorry one. Like, it's, it's alright <laughs> I guess you, but like do you think that like because would the character customization stuff come into that in terms of like varying ways that you can play these games Sekiro does mean that you only have a like, you only have a shield sorry a sword mm-hmm. and you do get some power up later but even they are metered based on tokens you after have. a while I did stop uh, customizing Bloodborne and the fact that 
I used the one weapon because I wanted to get the platinum. So I, mm. you have to like put the upgrade into one weapon. And mm -hmm. You can never do it again. But his main weapon is always the sword. Like yeah. Then you can't pick up the spears or anything I did, like that. I, I had a look at some of the other ones, like that weird whip and stuff. But there was mm. there were so many sort of like options in that game that you can use if you want to. Mm -hmm. But I just felt so satisfied with the sword that mm -hmm. transforms into the big sword. Oh, you mean the Bloodborne? I think that's the Spy Hunter becomes yeah. the big hammer. I was talking about Insecuro. They give you oh, that one sword. And in, you sword. Insecuro, I, I like the idea of everything. I wish it was more Tenchu than it was Souls. Whoa. Like Insecuro, like, I feel like if oh, you thanks. took, I love Tenchu. If you but... took, if you took the Souls out of that and made it went full Tenchu. Then and you I, just have another Tenchu. I like that they hybridize. Like they, because have you played Tenchu Zoe? No. Like old school. It's probably been before you were born. There was a little oh, stealth don't series. Don't do this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I think I like the fact that they hybridize this old school, you know, wall clinging stealth. The way stealth used to be done, um, you know, with that sort of Soulsian approach. But they give you the jump button. They give you all the different moves that you can unlock and everything. I I thought that for me, Sekiro is just a much more bold, like progressive package because they're taking more things. Rather than just doing souls with the dodge. Yeah, I mean, you've raised a point there, because one of my favorite parts about Sekiro is like, I need to fight this guy, do I? Well, I'm going to jump up this building mm. seven times, take out each one of his boys, <laughs> and then rock up like, oh, you didn't expect me the eighth time? Here yeah. I am, hanging out. Whereas Bloodborne, it's like, oh, well, there's the enemy. So I'm going to go fight him. I will, <laughs> I will have fun, but yeah. I'm going to have to just run over. He's mm -hmm. going to notice me. I'm going to freak out. Because mm -hmm. um, I think, like, because overall as well, because um, when you finished Sekiro, obviously you were glad it was done. Like, did you have the same... So glad. Yeah, did you have the same feeling with Bloodborne? You were like, that was great. I want to play that again. And why? I think if I didn't move on, I, I might have wanted to play it again. Like, mm. uh... The, the, the three different endings, I um did the thing where you can just, you know, uh, re get a save off the cloud so I didn't have to play the whole game again to right. do the other endings. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, something about Bloodborne, like it was, it felt like a, a, a weird rite of passage that I'd never played any of these Souls games. And okay. I'm like, finally, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to do it. When I was sort of in that mode, I couldn't really play any other game. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always, I know, I always <laughs> wanted to play it. Whether it's Sekiro, just every time I was playing it, I was like, oh, sit down. Like, I'm being sentenced to three or four hours now. <laughs> what was it about it that made it feel like that, though? Like, is it just because, like like you said, it's rigid, so it's like you will either get really good at this particular version yeah. of rock, paper, scissors, or you're screwed and that's for it. Me, for me, I feel like so many of the bosses in Sekiro are all based around having a big stick and having really, like, long runs. You mean metaphorically, the like they've all got their version of a big stick? Someone, yeah, they, like, there are literal ones that, like, three, half of them might have big sticks. Like, the, <laughs> what, the, guy, the guy on the sword has a big stick. The corrupted monk both times has a big stick. That's two. Uh, Ishan has a big stick. He has a sword. Uh, he has a big he stick. He ends up with a big stick. Yeah, he, he has the, the biggest stick. Man throws the lightning at you too. Yeah. Um, sometimes that lightning counter does not work as it well. It so does, even though I, I'll give you that it's a bit more finicky. Yeah. Uh, have, you have you had a go with the lightning counter? I know you've not had the, you haven't done the final boss just yet. Uh, but I did you might have the lightning with, counter. Uh, with the first lightning counter. Genishiro, yeah, yeah. I, was, I literally, I played it like three or four times at that point. I was like, I keep just trying to run away from it. I'm just going to have to face the mm -hmm. lightning. And it was like my definitive anime moment where like, I was finally like, right, let's just do it. Yeah. And I counted it, pretty much killed him and was like, I could have done that the whole time. There's a, there's a, there's a, for no, that's another thing that I think is, is in that sort of meta category or that intrinsic quality of uh, Sekiro in that like you have to overcome yourself and it's proper <laughs> like you know like the, the mind and body type stuff but like I said Bloodborne doesn't force you to reconcile that your own rage is the thing in the way of you understanding what's wrong like it made in Sekiro, me in a couple fights right but uh, I think, like what I mean is in Sekiro once you've like calmed and breathed and go okay it's just a series of mechanics he's gonna do this I'm gonna do this like and for me as soon as I calmed myself I overcame those bosses and I was like yep I've I've, I've advanced as a player like because I can manage that stuff I think there's more cheese like you can do more cheese than Bloodborne as well mm -hmm. and I like that in a game where you can just like 
oh, you know, just going around and cheese something like I think I use a lot more of the items in Bloodborne than I did mm. in Sekiro. I didn't really use any items in Sekiro like, as much toward, until towards the end. Okay. When the Ishin fight. Mm-hmm. When I started like slitting my wrists to get some more um, powers to get that shield up, just like just anything, please. When did you um, shift between like I'm enjoying the challenge, like assumedly Bloodborne maintained that level of like I'm enjoying this challenge versus like oh god, this is a slog because I felt that in Sekiro, but I always thought it was rewarding when I finally overcame it. I wasn't like oh god, the next thing because like, my wife hates these games because she just can't get through them. In Sekiro, it started off the very beginning. Is I was like into it, and then. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then through the middle of Sekiro, I sort of like fell into some sort of rhythm. It Then it sort of like left me again once you leave uh, Hypnotizing Fish World, where they start like... <laughs> it's like a Mario world. Where they start think, drawing yeah. you yeah. towards them so they can like gobble you up or something like mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. face. Was your, your turning point though, like was that, was it the Makiri guy? Was it, that I, was it basically the, the idea that the game is going, okay, do this one thing and we're just going to keep punching you in the face until you realize that you have to do this one thing. And that in itself feels cheap and annoying. Yeah, I don't think. Because Bloodborne really, you can always experiment and can find another way around. You don't really get many games now that make you just do that one thing the whole time. It's like a platform. And, and I think, yeah, after I killed uh, Makiri Stickman, mm-hmm. I was so done with that game. I, I had to just put it down for a while. That's like the tutorial fight. And then, uh, then I came back to it and fought that big ball lad and then it got to like you know explore a bit more of the world and get back into mm. it and i think props to sicker for sicker for having that like one area i wish that area was bigger where you had right. like the the more tense you sort of like the buildings high up mm-hmm. and sort of thing crazy man that comes out of this guy and just screams at you but what i always what? say is like i do hate in these ga- i think it's funny but i do hate <laughs> in these games where there's always like man around corner who knows you're coming right right like oh my because that's kind of like that is the crux of like that idea that difference between like it's challenging and it's cheap and it's yeah. like, just because you die doesn't mean that it was challenging it just means that they programmed something that was always going to kill you and it's like in dark souls there's one bit when you're down in the um the skeleton graveyard bit in the first game and there's a guy right around the corner who just kicks you off the ledge because lol and like neo 2 has a whole bunch yeah neo 2 has a whole bunch of them where there's characters that live in the trees that sit in the trees and as you walk under it looks like an empty pathway and the dude just lands on you and takes out three quarters of your health I will say with Sekiro, I think I was lucky in the sense that, because I'd been, you know, raised on souls at this point. Right. Say I got to the point where the monkey surprise attack you and I was just immediately like, just attack these yeah, bushes. Like, of I don't trust these bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you had it from an earlier age. So I, was, I, I was literally just like, well, I know exactly what's going to happen here. Empty area? I don't think so. <laughs> um, that you do kind of build up that feeling of like, well, clearly paranoia, something's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like in souls, that was just me holding L1 all the time, like which is ironic because that's what they ended up playing a whole game out of in uh, Sekiro. <laughs> I really liked the pistol in Bloodborne as well. I like the yeah. idea of like, uh, stunning. I think they're just a stun when you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do much damage, but you can't interrupt attacks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I did just like, screw it. I'm just going to. I know he's got just enough health. So if I shoot 12 shots or whatever it is, you're mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of like being mid combat, moving really. I like. I really like moving fast in these games mm-hmm. and sort of like not stopping as much and being able to just. I, like, you could Jedi, literally jump in Sekiro. Jedi, yeah. Jedi Fallen, yeah, but you jump, you just get hit with a big stick. In um, Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> like as well, where. They not, if fav- get, not if you block in midair. Carry they favoured more of you. Um, yeah, but I want to dodge in midair. They favoured more <laughs> of you, like, also blocking rather than dodging. I, feel, I discovered that late, too late in that game. Mm. But I just think about, I like to dodge more than block. And I, I think that's just wired into my brain somewhere. Okay. I, would, I would argue That's that why I don't like playing as shield people. In, I do do, do it in Dark Souls, but... Just because you come from Bloodborne. You like, want why it to be Bloodborne, Bloodborne? yeah. I, I want to be able to just dodge and have a satisfying dodge where I can know I can sort of, like press circle like two or three times and be like okay one second one second get back Mm. into it back into it sort of thing ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I quite like that. Like I said, I think part of like why another reason why I love Sekiro is that it forces you out of that mold because yeah. that's so safe. Like, and they've got four games if you've combined, well, five if you add Demon Souls, the Dark Souls trilogy, and Bloodborne. We've been doing the same stuff in all those games turtle around the back, poke them in the bum until they go down, and then play the game. And it's just like, it's one of those things where I like, I got sick of that. And I was like, I don't just want this. And I, even though, and like Jules will attest to this, I hate, well, the first time we played it at the press event, I was hating it. Cause I was just like, I can't do anything. I'm getting put down. I'm not learning anything. F this game. I'm not learning anything at all. And it was, and again, like I said, it was me. I had to just take a step back and go, well, what mechanics are on offer? What can just like- Just don't punish yourself like I punish no, myself No, well. because you can't force it to be something that you want it to be. You can only apply yourself to what it is. Like it's not, for me, that's that's the intrinsic thing with this. Cause it's can't, it isn't blood it fundamentally says screw that and I, I kind of love that yeah I guess so like, I think I've gotten so used to games just like kind of letting you as I said letting you do what you want to do mm. that when you're being told what to do now it's so, such an alien concept mm-hmm. for the most part it does sit in that that idea though that it is it's more cheap than challenging because like Bloodborne and the old Souls games they have so much experimentation in regards to the way you build your character the weapons the approaches like the way you move around on the field but yeah Sekiro does distill it down to press like you know go for rock when they go for scissors I, I, yeah, I will say that all the time I braided Oh, uh, Sekiro, shh. but I actually I, I enjoy parts of it. I, I enjoy think about these soul like this soul genre. Like mm-hmm. I'm never I'm never comfortable in these games. I'm always always like, oh, where, where's this? So people love that. Where, where's something? Yeah, I'm I, a masochist. Huge masochist. I, I think that's why I carried on. Not only to just t- prove you wrong and say that I can finish this game, and mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. but more you to, 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 like, to be <laughs> to be tortured and then get through the game mm-hmm. and then get that. Just, just get I was so proud of you done. finishing it. And then you were like, I hated it. And I was like, oh, I thought you would like turn at some point and be like, no, no I feel the, you know, I've, I've, I've got to the top of the rocks. I'm Rocky I, I, dancing around. What, what these, the what the magical sort of like uh, little paper lads that you got in the bottom corner that you use every time. Yeah, there's like spirit tokens. 
I <laughs> I had my last 20 and I beat him on my last 20. I was like, oh. did that not feel amazing though? No, I was so, I think I lost the year of my life. That, again, <laughs> He's I, like, aged. I was sweat, like so clammy on my hands, mm-hmm. like not being like that for such a long time. Just, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> just knowing it's done. Yeah. Um, Zoe, where'd you come down on the split between like cheap and challenging? And I've realized possibly my big concern is that the reason I like Sekiro so much is because it was like, oh, you played Dark Souls, did you? This mm. is going to hurt. Yeah. This is going to really hurt because uh. obviously like, like a couple times I went to deflexively just like just block because I was like if I just keep blocking it's fine and then yep. they're like you thought you like thought you're gonna you run out of poise you're gonna be broken it's, it's all gonna go wrong real mm-hmm. fast like uh the first fight where I truly was like oh I need to I need to learn some things I think it's uh oh, is it Genshiro the foot the horseman no I forget what you call that dude but um he's like the second or third boss yeah. once you realize that you can just sort of like rope onto him and sort of hit him that yep. fight was actually one of the more fun I know it's yeah. the easiest <laughs> the first boss fight but it's one of the more fun boss fights because I never enjoyed fighting big monkey from mm. who are you like <laughs> nothing about that was ever nice the thing is like that I can't think what you call that boss but yeah the, the second or third one is, is one big guy yeah. riding a horse and that guy um, killed everybody at our initial demo session when we very first played it but again I love that the solution to that is just think about it just like you have the prompt to use the grapple hook, he's going to do a massive turning circle when he runs past you. So it's like, okay, they are, those are two massive weak spots. You have the same thing with the raging bull fight. And then once you realize that, it's like, calm, figure it out, cool. And you take him apart straight away. I actually beat him first time the first time I went through, even though That's I got savage, totally, massive flex, even though I got absolutely savaged by him in the press event. Um, and like, like, like that's intrinsically why, for me, Sekiro is infinitely better because it, it makes you better as a player. Put it this way, I beat him second time, but Stickman, it took me a week to beat that man. <laughs> How, what kept messing you up? I just, I didn't want to play it like Sekiro. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to dodge. <laughs> dodge around him. Yeah, I was throwing sort of oil at him, trying to set him on fire and get some chip <laughs> damage on like that. And I would Right. move too like I would get so angry and then try and beat those two shield people just before that and uh-huh. then get stuck there again I was like because I think I don't know if you um, guys have gone back to that area obviously the Makiri guy doesn't respawn um, the shinobi hunter but if you go back to that area um, I restarted and did a fresh save after I finished it just you know pseudomasochism and going back to that bit um, I got through that so fast but it was because of like muscle memory like you, you sort of know okay this enemy requires this attack um, but that was more rewarding than just restarting Bloodborne losing all the items or whatever because I'd I'd already like you know unlocked this next like set of abilities within me kind of thing in terms of when to parry and how to move and how to like use that game's um, blocking system which I don't know I think that's more enriching in terms of replayability but obviously you lose all the character customization stuff in Sekiro for me I could just run through Yana many times I just mm. I really got into that and just love the experience of just going around like gothic town and just mm-hmm. hitting some really disturbed screaming people <laughs> and then giant crows. Oh, those crows are horrible. Those crows are, are the worst they, thing. Are they worse than the, the chickens in Sekiro? I don't know. <laughs> I would say so. The, the first time one of those raven things comes off the ground and like isn't barks it, Isn't you? it underneath loads of like trash? <laughs> yeah, because you go around the corner and it's like, oh, an assuming pile of what looks like leaves. There's probably some sort of ogre that's going to drop off a building. No, it's a raven. The leaves are going to come to life and go for your face. And it's the worst possible thing. Um, can, I, can I just also ask? Uh, yes. Because obviously uh, getting for Sekiro, I... I Every now and then, uh, maybe maybe every boss, we mm. look at a video just to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But do you think it is? What do you think about them removing sort of like techniques that people would use to beat them? Like say, like the turtling mo- stuff. Six months in, they just like oh, they patch something out now. Well, so I, I like that. I mean, uh, I'm I, it's 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 hard. It's grey territory because I think I'm always like a stickler for whatever that developer's creative vision is. But I don't necessarily think it gets locked when it goes to retail. Um, if there's something they clearly missed, like if someone finds out a cheese, like something like that. Because the corrupted um, monk, when it first appears, mm. you can 
up to a tree and they can't see you and you can just jump down and mm-hmm. kill it and you can do that twice. And they patched that out? Uh, they've removed one of them, yes. Yeah, so you no actually way. have to legit fight it as it goes. Mm. You love that. That's your I favorite hate. noise like, in the game. It's the, just, only, the only good thing about security. I know, keeping them awake it's, at it's half when two you, in the morning. It's when you um get through, you get to that area and you think, oh, I'm going to get something new. Nope, straight away corrupted monk there. See, right there, is, that's, your, that's your main problem. Why do you expect something fun? And I fought the ghost one first before the real one. <laughs> that was another thing was you kind of played it in a weird order, which Zoe, you can speak to as well. Yeah. You sort of, when it, the thing is, it's not the wrong, it isn't the wrong way to do it, but I think it's just that the the majority of people seem to go all the way to Ganeshiro, go all the way up the castle, and then do the stuff with the monkeys, the great ape, and all that side stuff. But you guys both did the that the other way around. I think you fought Ganeshiro way later. I didn't I just, go in the tiny window, because I, yeah. of course I didn't go in the tiny There's window. There's clearly something bad in there, so <laughs> I don't know. I knew where he was, but I was too busy balancing rice on my nose, trying to do all these other little side things. You've and really got finding, 12 grains. Finding the big <laughs> crying man and giving him some <laughs> of pinwheels and then... Fighting um, Roberto on the that bridge. That other guy, you guys both struggled with Roberto as well. Oh, can I, I just struggle with him, all right? Well, <laughs> can I just hear me, Ben Roy did. Can you hear me out? Like, there yes. are pillars there, and yes. then there are bits that break, and uh-huh. he smashes the bits that break, but every goddamn time Don't that swear. I threw him, <laughs> yes. he would just graze the pillar and he'd be like, no, I'm here now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my health is recharged. Uh-huh. Ah, I'll be like, just, I would just be like, take me, kill me. <laughs> just put me out of my misery. So I did get strong vibes experience. where it was just like, oh, I've done it. This is finally the time I'll kill him. And he's like, what if I just turn my back to you slightly? Oh, it's a shame, isn't it? And I'd just stand there like, I can't do this. Because the thing is, I've not gone back through security to get back to that fight, but um, I beat that thing straight away. Maybe it was just sheer luck of placement because like the whole crack with that boss, you fight him in this weird little sort of um, enclosed wooden bridge and you have to kick him off the side. You can't just do a fatality like finisher thing on him um, but for me when you do that move he kicks your guy uh, kicks him Wolf kicks him um, and for me his back was already to the, the side so he fell off and I was like oh I thought he was meant to be a joke boss so when everyone was like oh he's like this big bad deal I was like well to me he wasn't for me it was like I think at least four times mm. he, he clipped that bit I was like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Mine was twice, but one really long, just like, because he couldn't hit me mm. and I couldn't kill him. Right. So it was like, we, is this is this my day now? We're just going <laughs> to hang out for an hour or two, get a coffee? Uh-huh. I don't. And, bef- and before that, there's like four or five little frog boys that you need to get past every mm-hmm. time. Me and the frog boys had an understanding. I was like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm a go the same And they were like, yeah, go on. Get five foot two, get through. <laughs> I hate them. They're one of the worst enemies. That before that, some Darth Maul guys as well that spin around so far. I was like, I'm just running away from you. I don't need to fight you. Okay, this is, this is interesting. Zoe, did you have the same mindset as Ben Roy when some, like a new element like that was introduced where you went, oh God, I've got to learn this new thing to take care of them? Or was it still that more exciting sort of, let's do this, rush of Again, Souls or Bloodborne? Dark Souls masochism. So I'd be right. like, hello, new friend. Yeah. Time to hang out. And then if they, you know, if they kicked my ass, I'd be like, I'll be over here at the next <laughs> checkpoint. I'll hang out. Because did you fall into the being like, this is just frustrating side or did it never get that bad? For me, these types of games are very much like a an exercise in anger management mm. where... It's like, I recognize this is frustrating and that I am frustrated, mm-hmm. but that will only lead to a greater sense of zen. Right. Uh, I think Sekiro helped that because it's very much like samurai, you know, warrior, yeah. let's hang out, let's chill. There's a, really, there's a really frustrating peri- point in Bloodborne, which a lot of people hate, which I didn't really mind, is mm. those people that sort of like, if they see you, they give you the, what is it, the fear bar and they just corrupt you yeah, and kill yeah. you straight away. Uh-huh. But I don't mind that, but just when I come into Sekiro and just... Darth Maul's just spinning around or I'm getting poisoned by Frog Boy or I think your real enemy is within is it within <laughs> yeah. I think what it was I wanted to be fast I want everyone else to be slow around but me but you are that ah, but Secure dude I? Wolf dude moves so much faster than everybody else like, I don't think he moves faster than the hunter 
in Bloodborne. Oh, I totally do. You can like you can jump, you can kick off the walls, you can flip over guys, you can use that raven thing to teleport around. Uh, that, that bounce and that flip does uh -huh. not work sometimes because that <laughs> times I thought I was meant to be landing on someone to stun them so I can get a little stab. Uh -huh. Nope. What do you mean? Nope. Nope. Just no. Just nope, don't <laughs> My work. My thing with that was I like that you can, if you jump into someone, you can kick off them and it sort of stuns them. They a, do that in boss fights. There was also some special abilities where, uh, especially for the centipede boys, if you mm. jump, you could just murder them. Yeah. It was like, Hey. But that's the thing. There's there's always a method. Like I'm not saying that it's completely infallible because like I, I did get beyond frustrating with it. Yeah. But I had that moment where I was like, they're veteran developers. They know what they're doing. They're designing a very specific game. Um, and yeah, they, you know, there there obviously are issues with it going away from um all the different options you had in terms of combat and character builds from the other games. Um, but I don't know. I, I that's the thing though. I don't know whether that's a, a fundamental negative one or a positive best, that they reduced it down. So one much. of the best fights in that game is so simple. That one in the clouds. Yes. Oh, the big dragon fight. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Also, that uh, sort of like Wolverine lad who just like swipes you mm. really fast. I tell you what, I think that big dragon fight is meant to be their way of teaching you this is exactly how to do the lightning counter. Yeah. Because that, that boss, for the most part, only attacks you in, in lightning bolts. Can you get through the game without the lightning counter? Because I know you have to kill the guy below. Is it Genoshiro? Uh, Genoshiro is a guy you fight on the roof. Before yeah. you fight Genoshiro, there's someone in a sort of like a little room below mm -hmm. him, and you have to kill him to re. I don't. Because you go in there, you read the thing, but then you have to kill him to get out because you get a fog wall. Yeah, then there's probably a way. I don't know how else you would damage the dragon because he's like kind of like behind like a yeah. That's why barrier thing. Like, I wonder if you, you can get... skip that fight, can't you? Yeah, because I wonder yeah. if you get to the if you can just go for the whole game and not do that. Mm. In terms of um, overall game design, like from front to back, like do you think the Bloodborne is just well is just better put together in terms of the way it introduces its elements? It doesn't punish you too much up front, or just I just do you think that overall, I guess, is it just Bloodborne's a better package? Give me, give me what Sekiro did in that town area, but with Yarnum, like give me hmm. more than just one directed route in Yarnum, and I would say Bloodborne would just crush it easily. <laughs> but I feel like there is a bit more variety in Sekiro with the level design, and I like the mm. fact that you're just jumping off ledges and you're just like, that was the, that was the tenshu feel for me. Yeah. Like the yeah, just leaping off the top of some massive like old school feudal Japanese castle and then catching it yourself at the last minute. Like but that's proper tenshu. Design and aesthetic and everything else like that. I mm. really digged Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> so you would you come down on uh, both packages in full? I mean, I'm a goth at heart. So Hell yeah! There'll always be a little bit of Bloodborne. Space aliens. A little bit space alien. Mm -hmm. Weird little you know celestial creatures <laughs> hanging out. Um, Do you think that like um, made you want to play through it more as well? Like in terms of I don't know how much you feel that Sekiro has enough has. has much of a hook narrative hook a story hook because I like that in Sekiro they give you a, a voice protagonist in cutscenes which the other ones don't have yeah whereas Bloodborne I was like here it is me they go figure it out there, I was, guess. A, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of times when you had to just like miss like did, does anyone who naturally finds bits when you go uh, obviously probably loads I'm gonna get destroyed <laughs> for this you go behind the house and you listen in like a part of the story right. is a lot of that like a lot to get through that story is like listening in to things well that's what I mean by the, the old school formula again the souls formula because yeah. a lot of that story well all of that story is in item descriptions and like some ancillary NPC dialogue which I, I like that I think that's worked for them wonders like you know they have like uh, six years of that stuff um, but I quite like that they kind of took a step back and go okay this is like a, a more driven narrative like you need to save that young boy and you know you have like very specific things you're doing there's dragon rot and they explain all that stuff oh i've got dragon rot right now <laughs> i know i can tell <laughs> same with that though i am looking forward to being punished by elden ring 
I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna Ooh, get it day one. Oh, you're gonna and hate it. I'm gonna let it. How is it gonna work? Are we gonna do spells? What are we gonna do? I was gonna say, why are you excited for that when you hated Sekiro? Just, oh, punish me. <laughs> but you hated Sekiro. I mean, I hated it, but it's all right at the same time. Oh, he's gonna restart it and love it. I I'm think not restarting Sekiro. <laughs> you are Scott's Dragon Rock. <laughs> yeah, literally. I've, I've created him. This is like Tyler Durden uh, popping out. Um, yeah, I guess unless there's anything else you guys want to throw in, I guess in general, you're still very much Bloodborne. I like the speed of it. I like the, uh, the ability to maybe change up a weapon if you mm. want comical wooden shield let's go i also just like the pistol i like the idea of parrying people with a pistol and mm -hmm. then going in for the kill i like the aesthetic of it I, I, just the character designs in the world and i think everything about that game mm -hmm. is on point that game has such their, a mood i think it's their best game they've ever made and i'm looking forward to seeing if Elden ring can touch it mm -hmm. and also i would like a bloodborne too mm. Mm. Zoe, what have you thought of all this madness? This has made me come to the conclusion that I think Sekiro, like the reason it might be controversial among people who've played like previous Francis games, mm -hmm. is that it has more of like a definitive like divergence, if that makes sense. Like right. it, it clearly actively makes changes to the formula, oh, yeah, if you will. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing because I don't as much as I love Dark Souls. We can't just keep having Dark Souls because that's... That'll be my I'm, argument, yeah. And Bruce eating the whole chocolate cake at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's another thing for me is I don't just want the same thing over and over again. I always thought it's fascinating with FromSoft because they keep signing with different publishers and it's like, well, they did Bloodborne for um, Sony and then when they did Sekiro, it's with Activision. And Sekiro is almost like, although obviously the difficulty gets in the way of this, but it's almost like them distilling the formula for a mass audience. And it's just like, you know, here you go, you know what you need to do, press L1. But like whether you're going <laughs> to really figure it out or not is a different thing. Um, you know, and it kind of stands to reason that Sekiro is like their, one of their highest selling ever. But um, so are you still in between the two? I think what I'm going to do is mm. I'm going to finish my Bloodborne New Game Plus play and okay. then I'm going to New Game Plus Sekiro. Oh, God. And then I'm going to see how I feel. We'll Probably never see bad. You. Probably bad is the answer. <laughs> but I think that's the only way I can have a definitive answer. Mm -hmm. That's all, that's that's, <laughs> that's a good closing statement. Just, oh god! You'll probably do all that before I finish Elden Ring. Maybe. Um, you, we, we tend to end these podcasts on the hashtag WCGP. You can head over to Twitter to leave us different questions and thoughts, and you can weigh in on Bloodborne versus Sekiro. I'm hoping for a Sekiro victory, but you never know. Um, but let's, um, do a, let's do a poll after this. We can. Yeah, we'll totally put a yeah. poll up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh god, I'm going to eat my sweet words. Um, but anyway, we got a question in from Alex uh, Huberstee. We can end the post, uh, podcast on this. Who says what really good video game has really bad soundtrack has a really bad soundtrack anything where the soundtrack repeats because if i play it slowly mm. and the soundtrack re-repeats i'm like i get it man like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have that with like npc dialogue and stuff when it's just sort of um you know like, oh the i don't know like that was a really good kill and it's just like 10 seconds like, that was a really good kill yeah. like, actually okay. the ring fit oh god the ring fit needs not to the sweet little ring fit Look, i like i like it right but Do imagine you? how much better it would have been if when you fight that dragon it hits like a metal soundtrack oh, oh, oh my god if you got mick gordon to like score ring fit exactly just bringing the old uh, the rip and tearings i'd, I'd be, be a huge fan now uh, yeah i think for me it's 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 i'm gonna do a really wide one because i can't think of anything specific but a lot of the stuff across the 2000s um other than like the likes of tony hawk i can't think of that many games that really had like a big licensed soundtrack um or made the effort to go this is a big bombastic score and I think that's something that we got across the 2010s. So a lot of it, when you go back to the 2000s games, especially the action games, it's just really muddy, trying to be new metal style uh, guitar work and uh, loads of stuff like Planet Snowblind or Urban Chaos or whatever. They have really like forgettable, but trying to be memorable soundtracks. So it would be kind of mid 2000s action for me. Oh, I'm going to shoot here. I can't remember any bit of music from Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's my <laughs> pick there. But just yeah. keep looking for a list of games I've just been recently. And I, 
I can't remember any bit of music from that. Actually, as I said, mine, um, it was meant to be really good games with bad soundtracks. So mine totally doesn't work. Ring Fit totally doesn't. Horizon totally <laughs> does. Um, I will totally second Horizon. I couldn't name you a single piece of music or hum it or I, anything. I think as well, I don't like as in Skyrim, I don't like the just like... The, you don't like... I don't ah, like the Skyrim music ah, either. Like, ah, what note to end on, man? You don't like Skyrim's music? No. Fuzzro... Get out. You don't feel powerful. Ugh. I'd rather play Fallout New Vegas. I maybe we can't White. do another one yet. Glad that we're going on lockdown, to be honest. Fallout versus Skyrim next time. <laughs> next time on WCGP. But yeah, head over to uh, Twitter. Use the hashtag WCGP to weigh in on the absolute insanity of the things that we say. For now, for now though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Turner. Goodbye. And Zoe Miss Kelly. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.